0: My best friend is gone. Tobias is gone. I don't want any more names added to that list. We need food. There's no Burger King anywhere nearby, okay? We're not big or mean enough to be predators in this environment. We've moved way down the food chain. The best we can be is scavengers. Here's thousands of pounds of protein. We eat some now and we smoke some for jerky so we can eat later.
1: Uh. And what, Jacob Marco are still just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Um, but yeah, and the, Axe observes how this is an aspect of Cassie he's never mm-hmm. seen, but it makes sense to him because she's more involved than the others in the facts of the environment. She has sized up a situation, realised that in this new world, she and her fellow humans were no longer masters. And Axe feels better about their mm-hmm. chances uh, because humans are probably the best people to be stuck in this situation with because of their ability mm-hmm. to adapt. Yeah, if you're in a situation that requires instant adaptability to change, you should always have a couple of humans mm-hmm. along with you. Fucking space orcs. <laughs> Um, And and Cassie does ask Ax, just like if he's okay mm-hmm. doing it, and he's just like, "Yes, I'll do what I can." Uh, so she sends Jake and Marco off to get dry sticks and grass, so we can try and make they can try and make fire. Uh, we aren't the only animals who are going to want this much meat. And she directs Axe to uh, what she needs him to do, and Axe looks to Jake, and Jake's just like Cassie's the boss. She <laughs> has a clue, I don't, and we all know Marco doesn't. And Marco's just like
0: you got that right, um, which is just also mm-hmm. very good. Yep, it's. I vividly remember it. I probably still have it somewhere. Um, in third mm-hmm. grade, I wrote a story. That was cribbed very heavily from just like this small section of this book.
1: Plagiarism,
0: Doctor. I was I was very bad at plagiarism when I was a very small child. Um (laughs) Yeah, that shit gets easier as you get older Um, practice. (laughs) But like my brother and I found a a time machine underneath our kitchen tiles and were transported back to the time of the dinosaurs, but then the time machine wasn't working and there was a big ass crocodile in the water and uh a T mm-hmm. T-Rex, we found a dead T Rex or somehow killed it, I'm not really sure. Uh and made like sandals out of it and meat and then like domesticated some uh Comsignathuses and <laughs> it's <was> just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I am so <laughs> proud of third grade Danielle. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it was definitely like whenever, whenever it was like, you know, play pretend that we were transported back to the time of the dinosaurs. It was always with like this kind of framework of like, oh well, now we have to survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Cassie. She's great.
1: <laughs> she is great. And when when they write mm-hmm. her good, we get to we get to revel in her mm-hmm. character because she is so compassionate and also so pragmatic. Though, yep. Like she, I think of all of them, maybe pra- pragmatic's not the right word. Uh, she's so very practical. Mm-hmm. And when she can see the solutions, like, yeah, this is the sort of situation where it makes sense that she would like almost take charge. And that becomes interesting when we swap perspectives later and we go back. Um, But yeah, it's great to see, uh, because we get to see all of them sort of play to their strengths and places Mm -hmm. in this book. But this is cool to get to see Cassie be good and strong at something that isn't, knows stuff about animals is emotionally intelligent. This is like an active thing she's mm-hmm. doing. In a way I feel like they don't often let yeah. her be.
0: Uh and then we cut to Rachel, um, who is walking, carrying Tobias. Um
1: How much does a red tailed hawk weigh? Uh,
0: not Ish. terribly much. Like for a male hawk like Tobias, we're talking two to three pounds. So not loads, but it's something that after a time is going to... Like any mm -hmm. amount of weight. Yeah. When you don't have a good way to carry it, it it is going to eventually get uh, tiring. Um,
1: Yeah. And she's like carrying him in her arms mm -hmm. at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, Because regardless of how careful he is, because of the uneven Mm -hmm. ground... Uh, as she walks it would jar him around right, and cause him to dig his talons in and he can't mm-hmm. walk uh, well he can he can physically walk he's too slow yeah. birds are not great at walking <laughs> fucking funny to watch though <laughs> Victoria I was waiting for somebody at Victoria train station the other day and I was just watching the pigeons r- w- strut around and I'm like I fucking love pigeons <laughs> look at that funky little head bob <laughs> but I'm getting yeah. off topic. Um, and these two are just checking in with each mm-hmm. other. Uh, and Rachel's obviously paranoid because like she's in pain from like, she's leaving, like her feet are torn mm-hmm. bloody and she's leaving blood on the grass as she yeah. walks. Um, They're
0: walking through sawgrass. And it's, of ov- mm-hmm. I don't know what so that is. So sawgrass is, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. The edges of it are very it's sharp. sharp. Um, and if you, it, it's like the easiest way to get a million fucking paper cuts um is probably does this shit
1: still exist in places because i have never heard of this Hey,
0: (laughs) it exists uh it is pretty common in the everglades actually um in florida fucking florida (laughs) of course
1: it's of course it's in florida a place that rivals Australia for everything wanting to kill you outside. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, yeah, they haven't eaten or had anything to drink. It's humid as hell. Um, but they're checking in with each other. Uh, Tobias asks her, and she's like, sure, no problem. Could sound a little less like humidity, which is also not doing great for Tobias. I imagine being feathered in a mm. highly humid environment when you're not in pain probably feels mm-hmm. shit um but he's still in pain and she's encouraging like maybe you should morph human for a bit and he's just like i'm sorry you've got to carry me and it's just like look if you're human you won't be in pain uh and he's just like yeah but that's only two hours and then i have to demorph and i'm right back where i started plus i won't continue healing not to mention you'd have to set my wing Mm -hmm. again and that wasn't fun and uh she suggests you could just stay human permanently there are worse things. He didn't say anything for a while when he did it wasn't about morphing, and it's just sort of like, "Oh kiddo!" <laughs> um but he asked her to lift him up because he thinks he sees something, and he spots a column of smoke, uh like a campfire um. And they suss that maybe it's the others. They've made it to shore. There can't be any other humans here. And Tobias is like, yeah, not for even 60 to 80 million years. The, the the only mammals around are like earlier versions of rats and shrews. And she, if Marco were here, he'd make some snide remark about you having plenty of wheat at least. Um, and just like, yeah. And speaking of which, and she's just like, look, as long as we'll have water by, if we're by the river. On the other hand, if that smoke is from Cassie and Jake, we have to go mm-hmm. find out. Uh, the The sun's going down. They could use a fire. So, and he's just like, "Okay, you go." More bald eagle, fly over, take a look, and then come back. And she's just like, "No," <laughs> like I'm leaving you here in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, mm, "Would an eagle be able to carry a red-tailed hawk in its talons? Is a bald eagle big enough to do?" It anyway,
0: could. it would be difficult.
1: Okay, couldn't do it. For um, long. but they'd okay. Um, But they they drink from the water, uh, from the river, and uh, they're sort of now walking across open Mm. plain. Um, But obviously millions of years away from lions, and Rubai's just like, I could handle lions. (laughs) Um, And Rachel sets him, sets Tobias down um, and goes to start a uh, so it's lions that rachel can handle um and just has to like get the bugs uh off her feet because of where they've been bleeding she's attracting insects
0: and tobias is like why um, didn't you tell me your feet were so cut up
1: <laughs> and she just brushes it off looks worse than it is and besides this is better
0: we're not in sawgrass anymore um
1: yeah and he's just like, you have to take it easy. And he says that she's going to wind up as something, but uh, he can hear something big. Um, but a uh, herd of Triceratops move in that even Rachel can recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just like, okay, those are Triceratops. They're just plant it's not dangerous. It's like, no, they're not. what you can't see is the pack of dinosaurs moving in to attack them. Do you want to pronounce the correct pronunciation? Because I don't. Thank you. Um, but yeah, he spotted the pack of them. And uh, we have this moment of uh, Rachel observing, I didn't ask how Tobias could size up a situation so well, probably because he is a predator. Actually, two kinds of predator, hawk and human. The combination of hawk instincts and human intelligence gave him a lot of insight into the battle for survival. Because he uh, figures out what this pack is trying to do. And he was like, oh, they're supposed to be smart, but these guys have blown it unless... And then realises that there is some of these uh, dylonicus behind them as well. It's a pincer action. Mm -hmm. And explains, yeah, they're about a wolf-sized creatures. Um, So this is bad. Uh, As they are caught in this effective pincer trap with this pack of... uh, dino wolves <laughs> for the one of a i i appreciate they made that comparison because it's something both the kids and the readers yeah. have got like a point yeah. of comparison for for, for
0: a reference deinonychus is what the raptors in jurassic park are like they call them velociraptors in jurassic park but michael Crichton basically just changed the name because he thought it sounded cooler
1: <laughs> which is valid let me be clear velociraptor sounds fucking badass the v makes it sound yeah. cool
0: um but yeah the, we're we're talking about the raptors from jurassic park here um and uh
1: the wind i appreciate because it's tobias who's a dino nerd he uses the proper uh-huh. name whereas if it was anyone else they probably would have said uh-huh. velociraptor yeah Vanessa said that, she's like, oh, he looks right. just like, I do wonder if that's K.A. I'm going
0: to a nod to Clever yeah. Girl. Like, with the... She's like, mm-hmm. good shit. Uh, and the breeze changes. Uh, and even now, Rachel can see the uh, Deinonychus. Um, and I'm surprised that she doesn't immediately place what they are because we know that she's watched Jurassic Park. um I mean, to be fair, they probably look a little different from the raptors in Jurassic Park as well. Smaller, uh, right? A little bit. They're, these are probably the right sizes as, as the ones in Jurassic Park, but actual velociraptors are, yes, significantly smaller. Um, um, the wind changes direction. The raptors catch sight of Rachel and Tobias. Um, and uh, then the chase is on for this much easier prey um, that doesn't mm-hmm. weigh thousands of pounds and have horns that will kill you. Um. Mm-hmm. So we switch to Cassie.
1: The kids are making fire. <laughs> and they're doing a good job of it, actually. Yeah, they got the whole tendon bow yep. method. Like- yep. I do appreciate that like it had taken them a while to piece together from like old forgotten scout lore and scenes they'd seen mm-hmm. on TV or movies or read in books. But they've done it. They've got like the flat piece of wood as a base, they've got the straight stick on top. Yep. Um and yeah. Tyrannosaurus
0: tendon. <laughs> like yep. yeah. Yeah they're doing it. Uh and I I wish I almost wish we were in Axis perspective for this so that uh mm-hmm. we could see what his thoughts are on humans making mm-hmm. fire <laughs> because like this is yeah. very much like this is very much a human experience that's happening right now um yeah like the human relationship with fire is very deeply entwined um mm-hmm. but also like making fire is so fucking hard it's so mm-hmm. hard <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but i really like uh they they make the fire um jake and Marco, their face of the show and i assume that's sweat mm-hmm. with exertion but also like they yeah. did this um they have just invented fire effectively <laughs> in this at that point on the yeah. timeline the first deliberately made fire yeah. um and cassie reflects like, just like uh we just were like Man creating fire, or in this case, woman, uh, and then we get sad again because I, Rachel, will appreciate, but no, Rachel wasn't around anymore, and the fact that Cassie has clearly, in her own mind, switched to grief mm-hmm. mode, and that they're gone,
0: yeah.
1: and I get because hope can be more mm-hmm. painful. And to be fair, seeing your friends get eaten by a giant fucking sea monster. Yeah, that'll, that'll
0: uh, solidify that thought that in your mind. That looks
1: pretty devices. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they have fire. Um, Marco has uh, skewered some meat. And uh, yeah, they, they, they cook the meat and they yep. eat. Uh, They've made sandals of mm-hmm. sorts. Um, they got away from the T-Rex just in time before a bunch of tiny little birds, like the ones that killed the little girl in that mm-hmm. one uh, in that one Jurassic mm-hmm. Park movie, uh, looking for a lunch. Oh, but they're camped out on the cli- uh, on the plain, not far from the woods, because uh, there's a nearby stream, and they aren't sure yet where it's safer
0: yep. to be. Uh, there's a joke about the Tyrannosaurus um, they- not tasting like chicken and instead t- tasting like fish, um, but really. It should taste like chicken, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe like mm, what? More yeah, gamey like yeah, pheasant, pheasant or like quail. A game bird. Um, just because it it's gonna be significantly more mobile. Um, but yeah.
1: Uh, though I do like the comparison to swordfish, which mm-hmm. I have had, mm-hmm. so quite nice. can recommend. Um, but this guy again changes like needs salt. <laughs> uh and marco's just like no he's a food expert um and we get the first of the first cooked food in all of history plus the first complaint about food in all of history um this guy will keep going uh offers axe some of it um or maybe you could morph into human and eat it and i don't think he's being shitty here or joking i genuinely think he's like axe you like to taste Mm -hmm. things this isn't bad at all would you mm-hmm. like some yep uh, come share in sweet. this meal we
0: are having oh my weaknesses <laughs>
1: but the, the the sun is going down and it's beautiful as cassie observes i'm just like the first person in history to appreciate a sunset <laughs> It's like, how much longer do you figure you'll be doing that, Marco? Jake asked tolerantly. Marco grinned. His face was red for the glare of the sunset. The first person to ever complain about someone talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hmm, yes. Uh, Cassie asks what they're going to do about it getting dark. And Jake looks surprised. It's just like, I don't know. You're, you've been really good at this. I was waiting for you to tell us. <laughs> and then sad really uh, we, was he resentful that I had been taking a more active role and that's a genuine question mm. and while she's
0: quick to go no surely not um, it's sort of like oh yeah, sad like we, we know that that is not at all what Jake is thinking um, no absolutely he's probably not. very relieved uh, Absolutely, to have someone kind of taking that role um, at least in terms of this yeah. stuff
1: yeah. Um, but
0: Marco asks
1: about fire keeping animals away, and Cassie points out not always. Uh a lot of the time in the world like predators will go into dangerous areas, uh will go into villages to get mm-hmm, people. Because I know that fire means prey's there. People. Yeah. Yeah. And in grasslands you'll get lightning fires, so they learn that small prey will run mm-hmm. away from it. Um <laughs> This The first really, really depressing example of way too much information in all of history, <laughs> um, but they have their weapons uh they've got torches, sharp sticks, axe's tail, they figure they can probably deal with um a smaller predator mm-hmm. at least uh though we do have the scary thought of a T rex coming out of the firelight, and Cassie observes that she's not Rachel, and that she just can't turn off the fear. Uh she'd say, We' all know it would be just bold talk, like kicking tyrannosaurus butt, but we'd feel better anyway, mm-hmm. um but Jake suggests shifts um and then to those people keeping watch while the others sleep, we'll have their backs to the fire, so better adjusted to seeing in the dark um, and just like and they're just they talk about like what happens if a predator shows up? Just like, okay, well, I go tiger' It's the most dangerous morph any of us have. And between that and Axe should be enough. Then Marco and Cassie, you morph and do escape. And Marco's sort of like unimpressed by this plan. It's more not unimpressed, skeptical. Yep. And Jake's like, have you got a better plan? He's like, sure, if Mr. T... And like Jake's clearly shot a bit snarky. Like he's described as being testily. And he's like, sure, if big Mr. T shows up, we scream and cry and blubber like babies till he eats us um because this is marco doing what marco does which is breaking mm-hmm. the tension uh because they all laugh so it wasn't even slightly funny of course but sometimes fear and exhaustion can combine to make you giddy um but yeah and we have this lovely moment after jake and marco at least fall quiet if not asleep of axe and cassie watching a comet mm-hmm. as night falls and um Axe explains a little bit about why comets are, are the most beautiful when they're closer to a sun because it causes the tail to mm-hmm. extend. And they uh share a little bit of like, oh, maybe we're not so different, you and I, how both adelites and humans believe that o- uh, comets were omens of bad mm-hmm. things. Um And she asks if Axe is scared and he tells her that he is. Yep. Yeah. And just like that age old fear of being humans in the yep. dark. Yep. So.
0: Uh, and we cut back to Tobias, um, who, uh, is rapidly thinking about what the fuck they can do to get away from this pack of raptors. Uh, <laughs> I like the detail. This- as she ran, I watched the Deinonychus mm-hmm. pack. I watched them as a professional predator myself. Hmm. Um. And he figures out that they are communicating with each other, um, probably visually. And he tells Rachel to head for the woods so that uh, they can, they break, can the break the sideline. Side um. Rachel is having a hard time because this is a lot of running. Hmm. We'll we'll see
1: like just how taxing this mm-hmm. is on her in a sec. But Tobias has mm-hmm. a plan. Uh he identifies the leader as well. Um which is just mm-hmm. dope as hell. Um we get a little bit more of an observation about what these creatures have going mm-hmm. on and pointing out that it's the feet that are the mm-hmm. main weapon rather mm-hmm. than the teeth. Um, and he's like, right, we get to the forest and we separate. Uh Rachel is immediately like, no. <laughs> and I like that. She assumed I was being self-sacrificing. <laughs> Rachel, look, they're after you, not me. I have a plan. They hit the tree line. Uh, Tobias calls from the top. Rachel drops Tobias down and just throws mm-hmm. up. It's just like, yes, that's so relatable. One of the most, i <laughs> just like, oh, my yes. God. Yeah, just, nah. But, and uh, Tobias observes that that's actually really good because that's a powerful unfamiliar scent that's going to draw the pack right to mm-hmm. that point. Uh, gets Rachel to throw him up into the tree, uh, which takes a couple of tries, mm-hmm. uh, and then says, "Like once I'm up there, you run and you morph there yes. to buy you some time." I. She's in pain. This is ugh, hard, but this yeah. is like Rachel's the only person I think this would have worked mm-hmm. with. I. So, but she's like she's got mm-hmm. a stitch. She's
0: exhausted,
1: but not mm-hmm. beaten as tobias her, observes
0: tobias's insight to her in this just little thought mm-hmm. here um because he tells her to to run and morph bear it can buy her some time um for to wait for mm-hmm. him to catch up question mark um and he adds in his head besides i added silently you don't want to die as helpless prey as a human you'll simply be ripped apart you'll be eaten alive as a bear they'll at least have to fight you first and just like That recognition Mm -hmm. that, of who she is, is. that she would want to go down fighting. Yeah. Which, like, I I feel like most people, given the choice between those two things, would say, yes, I would rather go down fighting. But, like, also... It's one thing to say that.
1: It's another thing to be in that Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. we have this moment, he throws her, She he gets her to throw him the first time and on instinct he flaps his wings, bad choice, uh, hits the ground again and we have her going, I can't do it. And he just says her to her and she grabs him and she throws him right up into the air. He's able to grab into the tree and when he tells her to run, mm-hmm. she runs. And then Tobias is waiting for his cue and hopes that he doesn't mess up because he doesn't want to think about. What would happen to Rachel mm-hmm. if he does? And this is a ball of fucking plan. This is very. This is a very Tobias mm-hmm. plan. Let me be very clear. Um, but yeah, the pack shows up investigating the scent, and Tobias just throws himself off the tree branch. He drops, but you know, sinks his talons into this dinosaur, and begins to acquire. You know the,
0: wolf. the aerial method. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, <find> my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like this. I like. I like that. There's this detail of the dinosaur looks at mm-hmm. Tobias, like, and fear almost gets him, and he almost he has to fight mm-hmm. the urge to fly away, but he holds tight and he focuses. Just like it might have been 65 or 70 or 80 million years BC, but DNA was still DNA.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. But he acquires the Deinonychus, um, and, uh, drops off of it. And surprisingly, it mm-hmm. kind of just like wandered away. Cause it's just like, what the, f- what the fuck mm-hmm. was I doing? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Where's the pack? I love that.
1: <laughs> but, uh, then there is the roar in this sense. like, not a saurian roar, but the full throated roar of a very large animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gives himself to like cuz he knows this is a new yep. morph and this is gonna, he's going to have to deal with the instincts of a creature he really doesn't have a frame of reference for mm-hmm. well he does he just doesn't um, know it. well that's true yeah but he assumes mm. he doesn't um and this is yeah and this mo- morph is dope it is uh and and he I love how he loves the claw mm. and we get this cool observation about how Uh, The sharpest of the claws is raised so it doesn't get dulled Mm -hmm. by running, which is just cool as hell. But he's like reminding himself Rachel needs him to try and keep his um, shit together. Mm -hmm. Eyesight dims, but the sense of smell gets a lot stronger. Um, And then there's that roar again as he gets the smell of Rachel or the bear. And um, the hunt is on. And she's like, hurry or all the best meat would be taken. I'd have nothing but cold carrion. With my mouth watering, I bounded away, tearing through the underbrush to join the pack.
0: Uh I suppose
1: that might be part of why it's Mm -hmm. because he doesn't do wolves. Yeah, I think. He's used to being a solo hunter. It's the pack Mm -hmm. instinct. I think so too. And the having to fight for your food with Mm -hmm. others rather than because like yeah as you said he's used to being a predator for sure but it's a very
0: different way of hunting so uh we switch to jake um and he is woken up by cassie or no he wakes up naturally and then surprises cassie when he's like oh so you know how how have things been going um And we get the detail from Axe that his time sense has uh, fully recalibrated um, and that Jake and Marco were asleep for about an hour and 52 minutes. Approximately one of the current hours and 52 minutes.
1: This makes me raise questions about how long morphs morphs last Does the planet, did the planet used to rotate slower then or faster? Uh, or is it the orbit shifted? I think shifted? that
0: it used to, uh, I'll have to look it up, orbit, mm. Earth, Earth, or rotation, really. Speed.
1: Well, yeah, while I make Daniel check up science facts. Um, but, uh, and for a second, um, Jake gets distracted by the comet or a Chekhov's comet, as gets described more than once in our document. Um, Cassie remarks how beautiful it is. And Jake comments on how close mm-hmm. it is. Uh, Axe is like, yeah, it's gotten bigger in the last it's three slowing. hours. And
0: mm-hmm. So a day was shorter in the past.
1: Oh, cool. Um, And Jake, like, laughingly says, oh, it's not going to hit us or anything, is it? And, And Axe is just like, I don't think so. First of all, odds against any particular comet hitting a particular planet are very large, millions to one at least, especially since Earth is not large enough to exert much gravitational pull. Besides, the comet is now so close and moving so quickly, I have been able to keep track of a rough trajectory. It will be very close, no more than one or
0: two diameters of Earth, perhaps, but I believe it will miss. Uh, with regards to Axis time sense, I think he is doing some of these conversions on the fly because we know that he can um, do mm-hmm. those kinds of conversions. And like, I don't think I I am of the uh, head canon that the two hour time limit is like the Andalite approximation of about how long the morphing lasts. Like, maybe it's precisely such and such amount of time in and a light hours sure um or
1: and we all know it's probably slightly more than two earth hours because of the close right. calls we've had but tell them it's
0: slightly less yes. <laughs> yes. the safe side um and so i think he's probably uh doing those kinds of calculations because we we don't see them get very close to the time limit except uh at the very end and then he's basically saying okay we need to stop and demorph and remorph and He's probably not saying, oh, it's been 59 minutes or whatever. Um,
1: Just got made sad by thinking back, because it's Elfangor that told them two hours, Uh right? And of course, Elfangor would know exactly how long two Uh hours is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sad about animorphs. Every damn (laughs) day of my life. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so they talk about... uh, changing shifts so that Marco and Jake will keep watch while Axe and Cassie get some sleep. Um, First, uh, Jake needs to answer the call of the wild. Um, Call of nature, really. uh, He goes off to pee. Um, And (laughs) while he... (laughs) Good attempts at discretion there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And while he's out away from the campfire... Uh, he sees a sudden flash of light low on the horizon. A tiny stab of red light. It looks weird. It doesn't look natural. Um, And then there's another one high overhead and it lights up the entire landscape for just a moment. Um, And heading directly towards them uh, is a herd of long-necked dinosaurs uh, and they are stampeding away from a... Tyrannosaurus. Uh, and what follows is just pure chaos. Um, uh, they run kind of towards the stream, but they all get separated in the dark. Jake trips. Um, he gets basically caught between one of the long necks and the T Rex that are fighting each other. Um, and he. This scene is so yeah, much. It is it is written very well. It is extremely a lot. Um and Yeah, like action scenes in animals
1: have always been very good on using like onomatopoeia mm-hmm. and stuff. But here, like, it feels very present. Mm-hmm. Even more so than usual.
0: Yeah. Uh and uh, Jake's terror uh he covers his ears and just kind of crouches down and screams as these giants fight above him. Um, He compares it to a cockroach being hunted with sledgehammers. The ground jumped and slammed into me with each impact. I couldn't even see the legs scuffling and pounding. At any second, one would crush me. I curled up in a ball and tucked my head down and shook. What morph did I have to fight these titans? Nothing. This wasn't my world. I was nothing in this world. All my powerful morphs were nothing in this world. Uh, And then the long neck... Uh, dies um, but he's underneath it and there's nothing left to happen except for the long neck to fall on top of him See, yeah, i know
1: you're saying long neck because it's described as the long neck dinosaur but all i'm thinking about is that that was now. all
0: i was thinking about when i was reading it too <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's not described whether these are like brontosaurus or apatosaurus or any of the other millions, well, not millions, but many, many long-necked dinosaurs that it could be. Um, there were several different ones that lived in the Lake Cretaceous. So... I find it a little... Well, it's not really silly that they describe all the other dinosaurs, except for this one, because, like, this half of the team doesn't really talk about the names of the dinosaurs they encounter. Um... Uh-huh. It's just everyone knows what a Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex is. Yeah. It's very good.
1: Um, speaking of the other team, we're back to mm-hmm. Rachel in grizzly mode, surrounded by maybe ten of these. What is it? Deinonychus. 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 Thank you. Um, and th- she can clearly tell they're mm-hmm. dangerous. Even with the grizzly's poor eyesight, she can see the the claws, the the ripping talon, the razor sharp teeth, and like she's like yeah, she's strong enough to push over a Toyota right now, ripping claws, teeth. But uh, her only hope is if they're going to be discouraged because she's unknown prey because she's
0: just flat out outnumbered. Um, She could probably take one of these, maybe two, because she does have the really thick fur to help protect her, but. Mm
1: -hmm. um she uh the the leader steps up she her thoughts uh maybe the pack could be scared off maybe they wouldn't like the smell of bear i wondered if tobias was safe up in his tree i hoped so Mm -hmm. he's just like (laughs) oh but uh the leader with the shortened tail which is how tobias had identified him such earlier steps up rachel attempts an intimidation check uh, <laughs> it doesn't really work but to be fair if you're used to um, T-Rex's roars a, a grizzly is probably not mm-hmm. that <laughs> big yeah. a deal uh, the leader just like cocks his head and Lissa's just like hmm uh, but two of the two of them leap up uh, she is able to like swing out a clawed ha- a, clawed, a claw strong enough to knock out. Uh, She catches one of these animals by the neck and he Mm -hmm. collapses. Uh, And they all back Mm off. Uh, The leader's sniffing at her. Uh, His comrade is no longer moving. Uh, And then we get this, the little neep sound. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Almost the cheeping of a songbird. Um, But yeah. Um, They're preparing... to to attack in a different way, preparing to Mm -hmm. take losses. Um, But she notices that the leader is, like, glaring at a Dynodocus that's just Mm -hmm. arrived. And uh, this one just steps up and just leaps up at Rachel and rips a two-foot-long slice into Mm -hmm. her chest, deep enough to hurt or not, but not damage any organs. Uh, And now the leader of the pack is pissed because this dinosaur has just showed up And now we have a challenge between these two uh, dinosaurs. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Rachel is aware enough to pick up on, like, the predators, like, this new arrival went against instructions uh, and has attacked the leader's dominance as a result. Um, Yeah. And it takes Rachel spotting the twisted pieces of fabric around the challenging dino's arm. Uh, to realize that it's tobias, mhm uh, and it she she cried out to him, and it, it was tobias, it had to be, but he had ripped a hole in me, um yep. but she twigs and, that it's the the instincts and uh, mm-hmm. that he's lost control, and um, now, he. she tries to talk mm-hmm. him out
0: of it, but this, now he's <sighs> carry on now he has uh, now he's circling the pack leader. They're in a, a showdown for dominance or whatever the fuck. Um and uh Tobias beats the leader. Um and actually fakes him out. Mm, um, human intelligence, baby. Uh-huh. Uh because the the leader like attacks Tobias's fake and uh face, um and presses the attack and Tobias stumbles back in seeming panic. Uh but In this exchange, Tobias then gets under the pack leader uh, and is able to jab at its unprotected belly and chest.
1: I love Um, that Rachel describes it as forepaws, even though that's not what you would mm -hmm. describe that limb on a dinosaur.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, The pack leader dies uh, and Tobias wins. Um, And all of the other... uh, raptors are like ah okay. uh, yes our new leader <laughs> <laughs> like
1: vanquished knights offering their swords to the victor they lower their noses to the ground in submission
0: uh, and then Tobias turns to Rachel um and she recognizes that he still isn't in control uh, so she begins to talk to him uh I was using one paw to hold my own wound closed. Closed. The pain was intense, but the fear was greater. I saw the look in Tobias's eyes. Tobias, you are human. You're human. Get control of the morph. He advanced towards me. He was hungry. The others advanced just a step behind him. Tobias, listen to me. You are a human being. It's me, Rachel, your friend. You are human. You- No, I realized. No, that was wrong, wasn't it? Tobias, you are a hawk. You are a red-tailed hawk. Remember your wings? Remember flying? Flying high on the thermals? His deadly jaw was inches away. He stopped. He tilted his head, and suddenly his entire body seemed to shudder. Rachel? He said. Uh. <sighs> Tobias. It's fine. It's all fine. Uh huh. You get the friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bird son the
1: fact that rachel gets intrinsically now that Mm -hmm. for all that tobias still has elements of his human self like his identity is so much more complicated than that these Mm -hmm. days and he is hawk as much if not more so and obviously of course he's going to have more immediate to grab onto instincts by referencing the hawk rather than the human
0: Mhm.
1: It's good shit. It's upsetting, but it's good. <laughs>
0: uh, and then we're back with Jake, who is uh, having a dinosaur
1: fall on him. Yep, he's uh, able it- to roll enough that he's not completely crushed, but mm-hmm. wh- his legs are caught briefly. Um, J- Cassie's calling out for him. And he wants to tell her to shut up and save herself. Another part of him wants, her to, wants to beg her to help, and he's mm-hmm. shaking. Uh, but the and the T Rex is like chomping down on the dinosaur above him, uh, just ripping into this creature. Uh, and thankfully, uh, it takes a big enough bite that it's has got a yank and mm-hmm. it gives jake an opportunity to move um he falls down pretty fast afterwards because his legs had gone numb um Mm -hmm. and then um the t-rex's jaws come down and he curls up into a ball um so he's scraped by the teeth but thankfully nothing too awful Mm-hmm. and then he isn't punctured by the teeth as yeah. the t-rex
0: picks him up in his mouth
1: yeah um he pushes himself further down into the t-rex's throat because the mouth is too narrow mm-hmm. um we know that jake is obviously a tall big guy so mm-hmm. and it's gross in there mm-hmm. um and jake just grabs hold of this t-rex's tongue in a desperate attempt to acquire the dna i appreciate that uh i locked my fingers on the rough wet thing and focused with all that was left of my terrified gibbering brain
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and he isn't even sure that he's done it um because he's immediately trying to morph while acquiring and screaming in terror uh, and he realises he can't be near the teeth as he gets bigger because it will lacerate him. So he <laughs> worms himself further down the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the the T-Rex realises something's up. <laughs> um, and it coughs Jake up, mm-hmm. uh, who thankfully... Lands on the soft side of the dead long-necked dinosaur and not the ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but uh although he's like still like half morph, he's clearly done enough damage to something inside the T-Rex. Um, and he thinks maybe he's ruptured something because the T-Rex collapses. So
0: I lay there gasping, not knowing what body I had, not caring. I was alive. I tried my mouth. No, I couldn't talk. I demorphed, then tried again.
1: Oh god, it's still nighttime. Fuck. Uh I forgot that part. Yeah, they can't see shit. Yeah.
0: There's the glowing embers of the campfire and that's it. Yeah, because they mentioned earlier there's no moon. There's barely any, well, there are a bunch of stars, but they're not shining very much light. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he calls out to the others. They find him. Uh,
1: Cassie throws her arms around him, slime and all. Um, And he's too shaky to hug back, but it feels good. Um, And he's Marco asks if the T-Rex is dead. Jake's not sure, but it's over there. And Marco's like, you know what we should do? We should all acquire the T-Rex. We need one alive to acquire it it's alive and until we get a big one we're just going to get chased around until we get eaten Jake's like oh I already did but you're right um and everyone's like scared too Mm -hmm. because this is still a terrifying creature even if it's like moaning on its side um Mm -hmm. but they take torches over and um they acquire the morph Marco first then Axe then Cassie Uh, It was strange, like some kind of ritual. Three humans and an alien, all carrying torches that might have well have been cinders in the endless darkness. We cowered before the groaning, wheezing monster and touched it. I love when these books get poetical. I really do.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And then uh, Jake collapses from exhaustion. Uh and then we we get, we pick up with Marco and he says after we let Jake sort of doze for a while we decided that maybe sleeping between a long a dead long necked dinosaur the size of Nebraska and a moaning sick tyrannosaurus was not a good idea. <laughs> so to, despite the fact that it was so dark we couldn't see our own feet we trudged on. At least it wasn't raining. Um <laughs> <laughs> So basically everything is fine I said shifting my pathetically dim torch to my other hand. For tens of millions of years in the past, we have no food except charred scraps of dinosaur on a stick. There's a river over there, but we can't go and get a drink some monster crocodile will jump out and chomp us. We're lost, which is fine, because let's face it, we're not exactly looking for the nearest Taco Bell, so who cares where we are? Plus, just to make things perfect, we're wearing tyrannosaurus skin sandals, which is going to really, really endear us to the next big rex we see. (laughs) (sighs) I wish Rachel were here, Cassie said. Yeah, I said, suddenly sad. She'd say something like, I can stand the dinosaurs, Marco. I just can't stand listening to you whine. Jake laughed softly. You do a pretty good Rachel impression. (laughs) I heard Cassie sniffle. You know what occurs to me, I said. We survived, right? I mean, twice we've been jumped by tyrannosaurs or tyrannosauri or whatever. I'm still here and I'm not Captain Heroic. And Jake is still here, despite the fact he's a big, lumping, clumsy oaf and not even all that bright. Thanks, Jake said. My point is, if we could survive, are you going to tell me Rachel and Tobias, Zena, warrior princess, and a bird boy who has to hunt his breakfast every morning, didn't make it? Come on. Anything that wants to kill Rachel would have to be meaner than Rachel, and you know that's not even possible. Cassie chuckled. She sniffled, too. The truth was I was talking total bull, but who knew? Maybe somehow Rachel and Tobias really did make it. It was easier to believe they did. I've always said you make a choice in this world. You can see the world as being tragic or you can see it as being funny. Some things just flat out aren't funny, of course. But with very few exceptions, you can usually find the humor in life and in people. I guess if you want, you can see the world as being sad, terrible, unfair, boo hoo, boo hoo. That's fine. But man, what kind of life is that? I love that his instinct is to believe it. Mm hmm. But I,
1: and like, we talk so much about. He's got this awareness of himself, as we've said before, like it is easier for him to believe that they're alive Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because otherwise it's like too sad to go on almost. It's easier to crack jokes and think about them being alive. Whereas Mm -hmm. I think for Cassie, she's protecting herself by assuming the worst. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the sun rises, and I like that it's described as sort of almost like this tss, pop of mm-hmm. just the sun there. <laughs> and I just mm-hmm. reread this line, and I'm now I'm sad some more. Um, mm-hmm. I tossed away my charred stump of a torch, closed my eyes, and spread my arms wide to welcome good old... And the fact that it says, good old m- mommy's son. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm English. I can't say mommy <laughs> without sounding like I'm taking the piss. And I'm really <laughs> not trying to. <laughs> But yeah, they're
0: taking the plane in front of them. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and Axe asks if the rising sun makes humans feel more optimistic. And Marco's like, yeah, unless it's a school day. And Axe <laughs> says, we are the same. It doesn't make complete sense, but it does make me feel better. I can see. Seeing is useful. Uh, and Marco's like, plus it blinks out that comet, uh, which was really starting to bug me. Um, and Axe is like, oh, the comet bothered you, but not the flash of light? And Marco's like, oh, it was just lightning. And Axe is like, no, it wasn't lightning. I assumed you knew. It was artificial in origin, not natural. And everyone just kind of stops and looks at him. <laughs> oh, Axe. Uh, and Axe is like, yeah, you know, it wasn't a naturally occurring phenomenon. It was all wrong for lightning. My stock eyes are capable of seeing a little farther into ultraviolet and infrared specter of light. And, and Cassie's like just fucking tell us what the fuck it was hashtag let the animal say fuck <laughs> uh, because <laughs> Cassie I, doesn't I love it Cassie
1: never yells but then again maybe she's just not a morning purse <laughs> 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 okay Marco is frequently genuinely very funny maybe he just he speaks is. my language but I find yeah. him very funny a lot of the time yes
0: yeah, yeah. Oh. um but basically, Axe is like, "Well, I think it's an explosion. I'd have think it, I'd have thought it was a dragon beam, only it was too blue. Um, and Jake's like, "X? Never assume we just know these things." Yes, Prince Jake. <laughs> 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 and then he looks at, he looks at Marco then and says, "Do you think the Yerks got transported back to this time?" Uh, and Marco is the one like, "Well, there weren't any Yerks anywhere near that submarine when it blew up. And we haven't seen a New York spacecraft. I mean, come on. I think we'd have noticed. Um, Wait. and <laughs> Holy shit. Mm. Vista 3 isn't in this book. Nope. They think he for a second. Here. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'd <don't> be shocked. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Back on <yeah>. <laughs> Uh Axe... Posits the hypothesis that uh, maybe it was some sort of highly advanced species of these dinosaurs. <laughs> Looks like Professor T-Rex. I don't think so. <laughs> and and everyone's just like, I don't know, Axe. It kind of looked like lightning. Maybe you're just wrong. And Axe is like, Me wrong? I guess it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and I love that the nature of the, and he goes on to say that like. Mark, like, he droned on for a while like the wavelengths and the retinal impact pattern and lots of other Andalite stuff that humans would probably learn about someday. Uh, and yes, I like that he cheats out, but doesn't try to stop him. He's like, mm-hmm. yes, tell, info dump at me, my beloved <laughs> what, alien buller, alien buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're moving along, uh, recognises the Triceratops here we go, proving my point about Marco also being a dinosaur kid. I mean, come on, every little kid has a toy plastic <laughs> triceratops at some time. Um, and here they are, real. Um, and he observes that it's cool, even if they are like t- taking a big elevator ride about 10 floors down on the food chain. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're coming up on a gorge. Um, sure. and just like, Kess, like, oh, what, what, we have to go around. And i like, why? What do you think? Where is it? We're going. And Mm -hmm. Jake, not in a great mood, just like, so what do you want us to do? Sit down and start building a new civilization. And Mark's like, yeah, well, it's not like we actually have to be there, be somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So they get up to the edge of this gorge and uh, they're at the edge of this valley, hundreds of feet deep and miles across. Um. It gave me vertigo just standing there like I might fall in. And it would be a very long fall with plenty of time to scream on the way down. (laughs) (laughs) um but there are buildings down there across a mile of valley floor were glittering shining buildings and hovering protectively above those buildings was something that looked an awful lot like a flying saucer and that was when i had Mm. to walk away from my laptop for a bit (laughs) (laughs) because i'm like okay i'm gonna like (laughs) not look at this for a second and (laughs) so and i was like okay (laughs) fine <laughs> <Gosh. And> <laughs> Wait,
0: I- you're not here for a prehistoric alien <laughs>
1: uh, uh. but i tell you something we are now approaching such a good sequence of the kids finding each other again Yeah. and this whole thing I'm also aware of the time um, mm. but yeah the, we, we cut to Tobias he's riding on Rachel's shoulder now uh, and they've got a patch of the dead dinosaur skin to cover Mm -hmm. her shoulder uh, but it's not staying on and they're like snipping at each other Uh, they're just like Oh, how's the wing? It Itch is how, how are your feet? They're hurting. Am I hurting your shoulder? Nope. Not like you hurt my stomach when you opened me up like you were gutting a fish. I said I'm sorry. I said it over and over. I know. I'm cranky. I didn't exactly have a good night's sleep. I seem to remember having to morph the grizzly bear only to have you come along and slice me up like it was a pepperoni pizza. Slice me up like it was a hunk of cheese. And this keeps going. <laughs> like ham. Like, like I was, I was baking bacon and eggs. <laughs> and then she goes on around. She's like, add some hash browns. Denny's. I'd give up shopping for Denny's grand breakfast right now the one with the pancakes get the hash browns of <laughs> the side order two sausage links two slices of bacon two eggs over medium you know not too soft or runny i don't like them soft and runny maple syrup on the pancakes has to be maple what kind of person puts boysenberry syrup on pancakes so i'm guessing you're hungry She turned her icy blue eyes towards me like a loaf of bread. That's how you sliced me up. Like a loaf of bread you get fresh from the bake. This whole fucking sequence is incredible. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah, I love this it's so good and then she's having this rant about food and how he sliced her up and then was just like I looked at her with my hawk's eyes I was inches or inches away it was like looking at her through a microscope practically she hadn't slept hadn't brushed her hair and she was in a bad mood but she looked great and I'm like Tobias my bird that's gay <laughs> oh my crush is ranting about how i slice and open her chest and all these different foods she wants and i am so in love it's like (laughs) yes why do we then have him looking away what was the point uh and how he can see small animals running around but there's nothing he can do with a busted wing and all he can do Mm -hmm. is watch uh and they spot some like uh palm trees Mm Mm-hmm. And I like, hey, don't dates grow on trees? Not according to my (laughs) mum. Fucking, she gets to be so funny here. I know. It's just incredible. Uh, You know, it's been a while since the divorce and, oh, you mean like dates you eat? I guess they grow on trees. On date palms, right? Like I know, like I go corn shopping out in the wild, (laughs) picking dates off trees and tomatoes off vines and corn out of, I don't know, corn trees. Corn trees. Corn trees? Oh, fine. I'm starving and you're picking on me because I'm not a farm girl like Cassie. (laughs) And Device is like, we could look at the palm trees. Maybe they've got dates or coconuts. (laughs) Something you could eat anyway. (laughs) Just like, I am so weak for bickering when I I know the characters like each other. When they hate each other and I'm going to be forced to see a romance later, no. This is incredible. Mm -hmm. I love this.
0: Yeah. It, <sighs> yeah it's yeah it's a very fond bickering yes like it's very much like the sharing misery of your situation um because yeah. rachel and- doesn't act like that when she's really pissed off at somebody no we know what
1: rachel's like when she's mad
0: yeah she's grumpy because she's hungry she's
1: yeah not mad. she's hangry we all been there <laughs>
0: And if the boy, I if the bird,
1: I suppose had I had a crush on, happened to also slice open my chest, and I was really hungry,
0: <laughs> I would be snippy too. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So she uh throws rocks until she knocks one of the fruit from the palm tree down, breaks it open. Eh, you know, it's not too bad. It's kind of fruit-like. It Probably won't kill me. Um, But something catches Tobias' eye. He sees something like a fan in the trees behind the palm. Um, Only, it's not fabric. Oh no, that's skin. Oh no. Uh, And it moved. (laughs) I love... Rachel froze. Please don't tell me it's another of your dinosaurs. When did they start being my dinosaur? (laughs) Uh, And then a Spinosaurus comes out of the trees. Um and they uh morph into Deinonychus. Or Daninocorus
1: <laughs> Uh Rachel oh. has already morphed into enough to not be able to speak, which was just very yeah. good. Yeah. Um uh, as her shoulder shifts, he gets like mm-hmm. jump. He has to jump off to land in the grass, and mm-hmm. starts to morph himself because, like, I gotta reset my splint again. But hey, yep. starving's not good for your health either.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, because she's basically like, "Oh, well, maybe we can kill and eat it."
1: Mm. Uh, I, the breeze shifted. The skin and bone sail moved. It moved to catch the breeze. Why should I know? Uh, why I should know? There was some fact hiding just in the back of my head. What was I forgetting? And he pictures his dinosaurs as a kid uh, and he's remembering what one this is like trying to remember what mm-hmm. he knows. Um, And it's, it chases up on us and, uh, or at least up on Rachel and he's like, he's scared of us. She said, he's big, but he's probably just some great prehistoric cow. Right? Rachel, mm-hmm. look at the teeth. Do those look like herbivore teeth? Oh. <laughs> um uh, but it's there and it sort of stands on uh it's it stood on two legs um and it's silent staring as two dionicuses appear from a girl and a bird um (laughs) we can still take him that would be rachel of course i'd never say anything so stupid (laughs) what are you crazy he weighs tons we weigh pounds there's two of us, one of him. One is plenty. Okay, then let's run away. <laughs> and then they turn away to run
0: and run straight into the
1: Spinosaurus's mate. Yep. Uh,
0: and Rachel, being Rachel, just fucking attacks because she doesn't see any choice.
1: I love the, discri- the, the size discrepancy that Rachel is like these Spinosaurus are like a German shepherd and that she's like a chihuahua. Yep. And just, like, jumps up, springs onto this uh, Spinosaurus's belly uh, yep. and is able to, like, hit, but it's such a small wound on otherwise a very large dinosaur. And the Spinosaurus mm-hmm. just looks confused and then mm-hmm. it's annoyed <laughs> and uh, looks at Rachel like she has Oscar Mayer printed on my bag. And just like, okay, forget attack. We go back to plan B. Run. <laughs> um, And then... And this was another moment where I was like, "Okay," because an eight-foot-tall chap, skin red creature with big eyes and a small mouth, carrying a weapon that is very much not a dinosaur, uh, points it at the wounded and angry dinosaur. No flash, no explosion, but the uh, the dinosaur just falls over. Uh, the other one processed this and decided to go back to
0: sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, And they're both like, what the fuck is this? And so I was like,
0: well, I can guarantee none of my toy dinosaurs ever had a gun. Uh, A pair of antennae uh, uh, come out of the thing's head and they kind of wave around uh, and then it talks to them uh, and says, you may not kill those creatures. There are very few left. They are ours. All creatures are ours. All things are ours. What are you? Um... (laughs) It was speaking English. Now, on Star Trek, you see aliens speaking English all the time. Like, that would be normal. But in real life, when you encounter aliens speaking English, it's just weird. Uh, Which is true. Mm -hmm. Maybe it has some kind of translator, but, like... This would be very, very weird. Well...
1: Um, Especially... We know that Skritnar have translation technology. Mm -hmm. If these guys steal stuff, or, given its future... They could have had it already. Given if they like to steal stuff, they probably interact with other life forms a bunch.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: I can't believe um, I'm applying a logic to this. This
0: is the person <laughs> I've become. Uh, they learn that the creature has been listening and following them, listening to and following them, um, but Tobias hasn't seen them. And that's weird because Tobias is very good at spotting things around them. Um and the thing says that we are the nesk this is our planet change to your other form um and basically the thing is like listen this weapon can make things unconscious it can also kill things change to your other form or i'm going to kill you
1: specifically Um, or i will cause your death yeah um we also get this observation that he smells like something familiar well, this creature does, I should be yeah. clear. I can't place it, but it, there's something bad or right. something wrong. Um, so, Rachel, being Rachel, uh, she's faced plenty of pushy aliens with ray guns. Um, mm-hmm. And she re- reckons it probably expected to charge like a dinosaur, but she's a gymnast. So instead, she spins on one leg and whips her tail at the nest and it slams mm-hmm. into the nest and breaks it in two the top half simply falls off like she chopped through a tree and then she's horrified because she'd only intended to knock him down but then the horror changes tone because this is just a lot of ants yep it's just a lot of ants just a lot of ants and that's the Uh, because that's the smell
0: yep yep uh the nest is just made up of millions and millions of ants. So that's fun.
1: I appreciate probably Kag that everyone
0: really hated the ants. Okay, we
1: can use this.
0: <laughs> we we need a villain that who's not Visser 3. What can we make a villain? Oh, yes. What just a lot of ants <laughs> What can we use as a shorthand to immediately tell our listeners that these are bad? <laughs> uh all I can think of that fucking clip from
1: and Archie's like mm-hmm. you want ants because this is how you get ants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh we cut to Cassie uh and they're like um why are there buildings? And everyone looks at Axe and Axe is like this isn't just some unknown chapter of human history. Uh <laughs> and the, the kids are like we we're, we're not we're so far from humans right now <laughs> um and i do like
1: uh, that they ask if it could be andalites and actually just like no because andalites also haven't evolved to mm-hmm. this point yet uh and then it starts to uh go on to you feel like we're about to get some history on the andalite homeworld um <laughs> and Michael just like a simple no would do uh, and Axe clarifies, no taxons, they're not taxons, holt even Yurks. none of those species exist yet. Uh, Cassie suggests the Pemolites, mm-hmm. Um, but Marco's like, no, because when they arrived on Earth, the Pemolites were dying and wolves were already there. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just like, so who is hanging around on Earth that can build cities and flying saucers? And uh, Cassie's like, why don't well, I go ask? Or at least go check. Go mm-hmm. osprey uh, morph. Uh, there are birds, so I shouldn't be too obvious. Um, and Jake's like, okay, we'll all go. And Cassie tries to count, just like, okay, only one of us has to. Why don't I do it? You guys stay here. And Jake's just like, oh, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, min- absolute minimum risk. And Jake's like trying to suss out what Cassie's angle is here. Mm -hmm. And she just blurts out, look, we've already lost Rachel and Tobias. I lost my best friend. I don't want to lose, you know, anyone else. (laughs) Marco looked like he was right on the verge of making a wisecrack, but he stopped. Still, I guess he couldn't totally restrain himself. So he said, why don't I go with Cassie? Somehow I don't think it's me. She's worried about losing. He gave Jake a sidelong smirk. Mm -hmm. I do like, he's happy to tease Jake about it. He won't, mm-hmm. like, tease Cassie about it the same way. Also, it, like, yeah. it's a sensitive subject, but, like, he doesn't tease Cassie in the way he teases the others. Yeah. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um. But, yeah. And Jake's like, look, we're not going to lose anybody. It's probably safe for us to be in the air together uh, because the like less likely to run into a T-Rex on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um. And... Cassie accepts that it's the logical argument, but it doesn't make her feel better because Mm -hmm. like it's been 24 hours since she saw Rachel and she's not had time to think about her. Um, And she doesn't want to think about her being gone. Um, And then we have this fucking gut punch of a line. But Mm -hmm. last night in that terrible black chaos, blind, unable to tell where Jake's terrified cries were coming from. I just kept thinking, no it can't happen again I can't lose Jake too
0: and it's just fuck mm-hmm. uh, and she's honestly more afraid of this strange civilization than she was of the animals um, but they all morph bird uh, and they fly down into the gorge. Um, mostly because there are some other animals up top, uh, dinosaurs up top, that just notice that they're now small and tasty looking. So they <laughs> mm-hmm. try to run at them. Yeah. And they're all just like, all right, let's get off of this cliff.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> This does seem to be a dangerous time in Earth's history, like I said, it's a wonder humans ever devo- evolved in such a dangerous world. And Cassie points out about how the dinosaurs were all gone before humans evolved um, wiped out much earlier and Marco proceeds to start seeing the Flintstones theme. <laughs> um, and we just cut to, uh, to Cassie talking about how good the thermals feel mm-hmm. um, and how Even- it feels more comfortable than being in her human body In because yeah. she's already so displaced, feeling displaced. So there's that being a bird riding thermals feels so much more comfortable than being a human walking around in fucking Cretaceous yep. Earth yep. Um, they notice fields of green arranged in neat circles instead of rows which is the kind of nice fun little world building that I like but also when I think about the creatures that planted them it absolutely makes sense that there'd be circles <laughs> that's fucking incredible um, Marco is still seeing the Flintstones theme Um um, but they spot some creatures uh, who look a lot like, a little like very large crabs, because there's always time for crab.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is only one step, and it is His
1: crab. crab. Uh, but on- all sorts <laughs> of different colours. Um, and while on one side they definitely have pincer, on the other there's a pair of hands. And this is a real alien ass fucking alien ass looking alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Axe has no idea what they are. Um, Marco uh, isn't sure they look friendly and they're like how can you tell but at that point um, something hits Cassie um, and figuring out what happens and uh, there are flying birds or not birds I should say flying dinos um,
0: yep. and the fact that it was
1: able to sneak up on them either that mm-hmm. big or can move that quietly Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, six,
0: is it pterodons, these ones? Pterodons. Yeah. yeah. Pterodactyls. Yeah.
1: And they start swooping down on the kids.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we cut back to Tobias, who determines that the best way to deal with a bunch of ants is to stomp on them. Uh, and he does. Uh, and the Nesk run, um... I like the detail of Rachel avidly licking the ants off of her with her long tongue. Uh, it's fun. Which is weirder when you consider that the Nesk are aliens. Mm. So bugs. Yeah. You know. Um, and, um, and yeah, they're
1: just like, okay, I don't want to know about this. This is, I'm pissed off. It's bad enough there's dinosaurs. Now there's ant creatures from the planet Zeptron. Zeftron. it's the first word that came to mind right you want to grind my nerves too nope <laughs> definitely not <laughs> um but then they start getting fired on uh a gleaming silver craft twice as big as a bug fighter but shaped like an elongated pyramid so they run and uh yeah. dialogue can run fast um mm-hmm. unfortunately the pyramids are about a thousand times faster and, but it's
0: chasing them towards something.
1: Yeah. And Tobias also caught on to the fact that it's like cat and mouse that they're being toyed with. They feel mm-hmm. like he doesn't realize it, yet, but they are being, as you said, driven. Uh, Rachel's the one that comments that they're being herded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, running, uh, there's a small herd of triceratops leapfrog over. Um, just badass. Uh, the, mm-hmm. there's a wall of ants ahead and a sheer drop. And, in yeah, and, of course, because this is Rachel and Tobias, they just jump off the edge yeah. of the cliff with a Geronimo. <laughs> it might have been a five-feet drop because they couldn't see. It might have been a five-foot yeah. drop, might have been ten feet. Unfortunately, it was about 500 feet. <laughs> and they're both yelling and falling like Bill and Ted in Bogus Journey. Um <laughs> But uh, And they're falling, and to so I was thinking, I'm going to die, I'm going to be slammed against the ground. But even as mm-hmm. he's falling, he notices the buildings. A much closer, a very familiar bird. Back in my own world, I have to watch out for peregrine falcons. See, every now and then, one of them will actually try and take a shot at a hawk. It was like some insane, jo- insane joke, like fate was trying to get a good laugh on me. Dinosaurs, aliens, and now my old nemesis, a peregrine falcon. Then I saw the other set of wings. The 25-foot wings and bony chisel head of a creature no human had ever seen before. Pterodon, I thought. I used to play with you. Then we cut to Jake's perspective, and this is incredible. It's so good. (laughs) Uh,
0: So Jake's like, all right, well, go towards the cliff wall. The thermals are going to be strongest there. Maybe we can get enough lift to outrun them. Uh, Unfortunately, that is flying them towards the nesting dinosaurs that are there. Uh, But it's too late now. Uh, And then he notices two dinosaurs looking like miniature tyrannosaurs falling towards him. (laughs) Uh, They leapt off the cliff. uh, And as they fall, one of the tyrannodons close in. uh, And one of the falling dinosaurs reaches out with its little forepaw and snags one of the leather wings. And then reaches up with the other claw to grab the other wing. And uses it as a fucking hang glider. Um,
1: I think the second dinosaur's also falling, manages to slow its fall briefly. Um, but now it's given it enough time and uh we hear like Tobias yelling to Rachel and we just have like, Tobias? Jake <laughs> And it's just like that fucking uh, always sunny in Philadelphia gif of Charlie and Mac noticing each other across the restaurant. <laughs> or like the doctor and Donna on the other side of that room through the windows. Yes. And, uh, but Tobias is able to slam into Rachel. Uh, they catch hold of a ledge. Uh, and then Rachel, as I saw, is also holding onto the legs of one of these pterodons. And they just fucking, and they then land on a force field in midair. Uh, uh, Axe uh, is able to call it, so they're able to pull up so the kids and Burnforth don't f- smash against it. Yep. And Cassie's delighted, just like, Rachel, is that you? Of course it's me. Rachel said, sounding as if the idea of her being some little dinosaur who just jumped off a cliff, grabbed a pair of giant leather-winged dinosaurs and landed on an alien force field was totally normal. Who else would it be? <laughs> and then we're all treated to the utterly bizarre sight of an osprey attempting to hug a dinosaur. And it's just... It's so good. It,
0: they're such good friends! They love each other! <laughs> uh, friend, uh,
1: friendship is magic. Yep
0: friendship is magic yeah they're just like
1: marco's like oh I, this is i know this is kind of obvious but you're both alive of course Dubai i said do you think that getting eaten by a chronosaurus was going to kill us Nah. or being chased by a pack of dionicus what about you what are you dinosaur boy oh what are you comma, dinosaur boy Mark asks now you know what I've been putting up with since yesterday thisosaurus and thatosaurus Tobias rattles them off like they I don't know like any normal person would rattle off the names of major clothing designers <laughs> um and then exp- he asked Jake asks Tobias what morphs you're in uh and just like Dionychus and those flying reptiles they're pter- pterodons am I the only person who ever played with dinosaurs when I was little
0: and Rachel, just like hey there are buildings down there uh, we just were chased by some space ants uh, and everybody, everybody looks at X <laughs> like, I don't know
1: never heard of them we are millions of years in the past you know I cannot be
0: expected to know every species in the history of the galaxy at West. least 65 million years in the past Tobias said Cretaceous Age, the last age of dinosaurs. And Marco, <laughs> oh man, 65 million years? I thought it was maybe just six or seven. I was holding out, hoping we'd find some primitive people.
1: You know, uh, like primi- in that old movie, Quest for Fire, only the babe tribe, not the hairy tribe. Then there would be this primitive tribe, and because of my superior knowledge, I would become the ruler. Your superior knowledge of what, Marco? Your superior knowledge of Spider Man superpowers? That's just. And everyone's laughing because mm-hmm. uh, they've got the group together but Jake knows that he has to step in and be the leader so excuse me but we seem to be standing on a force field a hundred feet or so above a valley filled with aliens maybe we should leave <laughs> uh, unfortunately there's like a bunch of mad pterodons above them a small ship full of the Nesk and uh, it says, are they the same aliens who are down there and a voice speaks to them uh, in thought speak uh, and Jake uh, saying the Nesk and the Makora are not the same. And Jake looks at Axe, Axe looks at him, everyone else looks at everyone else, no one's spoken, none of us even knew the word Makora. Um, and then out of, across the force field, appearing gradually like a ripple in the air, a static, and uh, then the picture was clear and real and three-dimensional. A localized force field derived sensor shield, Axe said enthusiastically. Excellent! <laughs> Just like, this nerd... so good i find it interesting we get a i think we'd only have maybe what one axe chapter up until this point or two but now we yeah there's a lot more axe chapters
0: in the last third of the book i'd say Mm -hmm. so um we shift to axe's point of view um and he's like you know we andalites know more about alien races than anyone else in the galaxy We've been in space longer and traveled farther. Plus, we're scientists, so when we find a new race, we study it, as opposed to wiping it out or enslaving it like the Yerks. Uh, But these Mercora are just strange. For one thing, they're not at all symmetrical. Um, And they've got, like, large legs on the pincer side and very small legs on the other side, and they kind of scuttle sideways. Um, They're not very tall, but they're very wide. Um... And they have a lot of eyes that keep opening and shutting one or two or three at a time. They were each hidden beneath tiny trapdoors in the Marquora's exoskeleton or shell. Eyes were forever appearing and disappearing. And I love the point of Axe, who has four eyes, being like, it is very distracting to keep <laughs> to keep track of all of these eyes opening and closing. Uh, even Marco points it out. He says, finally, someone who can win a staring contest with Axe. <laughs> Uh, the Mercora explain that they're immigrants to this planet. Um, they thought that they'd encountered a lot of the species here, but they hadn't encountered any intelligent species besides the Nex uh, Nesk. Um, Rachel makes a crack at Marco, <laughs> and uh, the Mercora basically asks, "So, like, uh, what are you?" Um, and Cassie's just like, "Do we do we tell them?" Um, and Jake is like, listen, we're 65 million years before the first Yurk, and maybe these Mercora can help us. Uh, Prince Jake stepped forward, as well as a falcon walking on a force field could step. We are called humans, except for this one. He tilted his head toward me. He is an Andalite. The Mercora looked confused. Maybe. It was hard to tell. I can barely interpret human facial expressions. But in any case, it opened and closed groups of eyes in rapid succession. Do you inhabit this continent? Well, Prince Jake said, that's kind of a long story. Um, Axe, you can probably explain better than I can. Yes, Prince Jake. We are from the future, I said.